Welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. I am uh, your hostess with the mostest. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette, and I am super, super excited to be here yet again. Hello. Okay, so we're going to talk about, so a couple of weeks ago, so actually a couple of housekeeping things because, you know, it's been a while. First of all, um, I miss you guys and I love you guys. Second thing is uh, today's episode is brought to you and sponsored by Tickle.Life. And third, don't forget to tip your hostess, which is me, the mostess, <laughs> by supporting my Patreon and becoming a patron of what I do in the world. And so you can uh, support me by, you know, um, you know, giving me $5 a month up to, you know, different bonuses, content, you get all sorts of really great ways of interacting with me if you become a Patreon. Okay, so let's talk about manipulation and uh, control. So a couple of weeks ago, I put, a, I put a request out to my tribe saying, hey, what topics would you like me to talk about? So somebody said, I'd really love for you to talk about the subtle ways. Actually, what was the exact wording here? Hold on, let me get it. Uh, so this was the, the request, recognizing the subtle signs of people trying to control you to manage their own anxiety. So we're gonna drop into this place and this piece around why as human beings, we are always in every interaction, there's a power exchange that's happening. And that power exchange can either be consensual power exchange or it can be non-consensual power exchange where one person is kind of controlling the narrative and the other person is following. And so I like to look at the world from a power exchange, a power exchange space because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the kinky goddess. <laughs> I'm Empress Gaia. <laughs> And I love BDSM. And, you know, when you dive into the world of BDSM, you really start to see how much, um, how much the constructs of power exchange plays out in your everyday life. So, so those, so this is the language that I use. So, um, so you understand why I'm talking or what I'm talking about. Okay. So let's talk about why do people consciously or unconsciously, let's talk about the unconscious part. Unconscious parts, when I say unconscious means that the person does not have conscious awareness of what they're doing or why they're doing it or how they're doing it. Okay, so that's, that's really, really important to understand. So we're gonna talk about from an unconscious perspective. Why do we can try to control and manipulate others without being aware of it. So let's start with the first premise is all of us are moving from this paradigm and this belief system that we are trying to keep ourselves safe in the world. And safety is not just physical safety, but emotional safety, psychological safety, um, and mental safety. 
And so every exchange and every interaction we have with people, what we're doing is we are trying to make sure that we're always in the background, we are trying to make sure that we maintain our sense of safety. And for lots of people, control of a situation is what gives us this perceived idea of safety. So in an exchange with somebody, if you tend to be, uh, it depends on your personality type. So if you tend to be um, more dominant, then it'll be, might be overtly control where you take lead, you, you ask questions, you direct the, the interaction with that person. If you are more of a passive person or submissive person, you may be trying to create safety within you using passive techniques of control. And in the psychology world, we like to call that passive aggressive behavior, <laughs> where you might have a leading question to, or you might react in an emotional way to get the other person to react the way that you need them to. So it's like, a, it's more subtle. But each person in that exchange is fundamentally on a subconscious level, everything they're doing is to create a sense of feeling safe and having control of the situation. Now, when you understand that, it helps to change the narrative of how you're interacting with people. Because instead of you needing to, like you can feel when somebody is kind of like leading you down a path or trying to create this, oh, thank you, Katie. So somebody's trying to create uh, you to do something or for you to say something or for you to agree to something or for you to behave in a certain way. And you can kind of feel it internally within yourself that something is like wrong but you don't really know what it is. So your internal self, which is all about warning, war so your little warning signs, warning, un not in control, unsafe, unsafe, not in control, unsafe, starts to kick in, lights up, starts to kick in. And then you have your, then you start playing your games of how do you gain back the control of feeling safe in the situation. So that might be, depending on your personality type, that might be subtly coming back to the situation, like, you know, redirecting, um, using passive aggressive techniques where, you know, or in the BDSM world, we like to call that topping from the bottom, <laughs> right? Or if you happen to be more of the avert control kind of person, um, you might just be like, whoa, no and your defenses start to kick in. So then you start to be more uh, in that defense place and more uh, resistance and conflict. So it starts to, starts to build in that interaction. And so when that starts to happen, and that's all on your subconscious level. So, you're, so basically your internal warning system said danger, Will Robinson. And then your programming that you were, were brought up to believe um, 
will kick in. And then you'll try to manipulate the situation back <laughs> to the sense where you feel control and feel safe. And we're all doing it. It's not right or wrong. It's just, it is what we do. And what happens is, is that a lot of dysfunction and a lot of miscommunication and a lot of um, resentment and a lot of anger and a lot of um, unpleasant interactions or, un or ending up in unpleasant relationships or end up doing things that you don't really want to do and feeling angry and resentful afterwards, this is why. So once we have this sense of awareness that this is how everybody's moving, then we don't really need to be angry at other people for behaving that way. And we don't need to be angry at ourselves for behaving that way. And we can like come at it from a very like self-accepting and, you know, unconditional love space where we can just say, hey, so this is where then, you know, this new construct that, that I've been working on that I'm going to be talking a lot about coming next, um, in the future, in the near future, I'm going to be having a lots of conversations about honesty and radical honesty. Um, so, so I'm going to start to introduce it here where you can just say to the person, hey, I'm noticing, I'm curious about what it is you need right now from me to feel safe in this interaction. So you can either say, hey, I'm noticing you might not, you know, I'm noticing that there's some, you know, stuff here and I'm not really sure what it is. That's one way. Or you can be, or you can just say, hey, what do you need right now in this exchange? Because you can, if, as soon as you notice it, you can say, hey, open up the dialogue. I know, um, hey, I know, not even I notice. Hey, what do you need right now to feel safe? in this inter interaction with me. And that gives the person an opportunity to move from the subconscious behavior action and the autopilot reactiveness to an opportunity for them to take a moment and to respond and ask for what they need. And then you, can be drop into that place and say, yeah, I can totally do that. Or actually, that doesn't work for me, but this works for me, how is that? So that's one way of changing that narrative. Another way of changing that narrative is, now that's assuming that the person is aware enough or willing to be aware enough to actually take a moment to figure out what's going on with them. So that's kind of, that's a very advanced exchange and not a lot of people are capable of doing that because they have protections up. And even the idea of that you recognize that they aren't feeling safe may be enough to trigger them. And when a triggered person um, who's unaware, a, a, an unaware triggered person usually behaves in a couple of different ways. One is to retreat or two is to attack. 
But the idea, the, 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 the idea is that you don't get triggered because you know it's not about you. So you don't internalize whatever their choice is. So where does that leave us? Okay, so say the person is like, yes, this is what I need. And you can be like, yay, I can do that or no, I can't do that. Then if they don't, lean into those places, you can then choose to stop interacting. You can say, okay, well, this isn't really working for me. I hope you have a lovely day. And you carry on in your merry way. Now, what happens when you start into your own automatic response system of you feel out of control and not feeling safe in a situation? Well, first of all, it's really important to start being observant of what are your behaviors. So here's an example of behaviors that would be kind of an indicator for me that I'm feeling out of control in a situation and I'm feeling unsafe in a situation. Uh, one, I use humor. If I start doing a lot of like, deflecting with humor, then that's a good indicator something's going on internally that I'm not feeling safe in this situation or this exchange. All right, I'm hiding behind my laughter. Um, sarcasm is another one. If, I'm, if I start to become sarcastic, I'm hiding behind my sarcasm um, to deflect the situation to control the narrative. Uh, another uh, indicator that I'm not feeling safe in a situation is I will feel like I need to micromanage what's happening. Um, I'll need to create a plan. Um, I'll need everybody else to be on board with that plan. These are kind of indicators that something is awry internally with me that I'm not feeling safe in the situation. So those are some of the behaviors. Uh, Feeling-wise, um, my heart rate starts to increase a little bit. What else happens? That's the big indicator, is my heart, my heart starts to race a little bit, and um, I have a harder time having word recall. That also will happen. And... Um, so those are, those are the, my physical things. So what happens when I notice these things? So here's a great opportunity for me to course correct and to drop back into being present in the moment and not trying to control the situation and not trying to manipulate others around me to do what I need them to do so that I feel safe. So, and I have a really good relationship with my subconscious brain. So if any one of these behaviors or signs kick in, I immediately will take a deep breath in, exhale, which kind of gets me grounded back into the moment, into my body. I kind of do a quick scan in my brain and I'll ask myself, you know, what's going on? I'll say, hey, uh, why am I feeling unsafe in this situation and what do I need? And usually I'll get a quick answer, whether that's um, 
I need to ask for something in the exchange. Um, I need to uh, take a moment for myself. Whatever it is I need, I usually get an answer. If I don't get an answer, um, what I might just need to do is just take some deep breaths, you know, depending on the circumstances and the situation, who I'm interacting, when it's happening, and I might just need to get grounded and tell myself that I'm safe. I'm completely safe in this situation and I will figure out what's going on later. <laughs> so I might, you know, cause sometimes like if I'm teaching or I'm facilitating or I'm with a client, like it's sometimes it, it's not appropriate for me to get what I need from that situation for other people because that's not the role that, that's happening. So I might just need to self-manage and self-regulate. But when I'm having exchanges with friends, lovers, family, uh, these kinds of things, that's when I can drop into asking for a different interaction. And give or or even sometimes it's just making the statement, hey, I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now. So I'm I'm going to laugh because I it diffuses the situation. If you feel like I'm kind of weird, that's because I'm feeling kind of off right now. Sometimes just being honest with other people sets the it back on track. All right, anybody have any questions? No? Okay. So, thanks everybody for hanging out. I hope this was helpful. Like I said, there's a lot of subtleties and there's a lot of different things that are happening when we are in every interaction we're having with each other. So just taking a moment to understand that why are people moving the way that they are gives us a little more empathy and compassion and that we don't have to play into the game unless we consciously choose to. All right, so I love yous unconditionally, of course, because you're fabulous, just because. <laughs> And don't forget to subscribe to my Patreon to support your hostess with the mostess in the world, as well as check out my Orgasmic Life podcast on all of the podcasting platforms. And I also host Tickle.Life's podcast. So check out Tickle.Life's podcast as well, where I have honest conversations with people about their very first time um, sexual experiences and love, relationships, and sex. And until next time, keep it real, keep it honest. And know that you're always safe. <laughs>